Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think, remember too, whenever uh, it was, we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, I mean. yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. <laughs> so I guess got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. And guess what? We are the Wet Bandits. If you listen to us, you like all kinds of beer. And you like that variety to be easily acquired. Well, Creekside Beer has you covered. This wonderful beer mecca located in Swickley, Pennsylvania, has a virtual store right on their website, creeksidebeer.com, where you can filter your search down to the exact style you want. Oh, and you want to tour the best of Pittsburgh? Try the hashtag Drink Pittsburgh tab to see almost a never-ending supply of the best beers of the Berg. Follow Creekside Beer on all social media. It's at Creekside Beer, all one word, and find them on Untapped under the same name. Just make sure you tell them the boy sent you. So, Adam, how are you, sir? Doing good. Had a busy day today. Yes. I think for the first time ever, we're recording the podcast post-brew day. Yeah, this is weird for me because usually whenever there's a brew day and we're doing a podcast, I'm sweaty along with you, but I just went to my job instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's kind of a little bit warmer down here and it, smells like bread oh it smells so nice it, it this is the smells of christmas that i enjoy especially because down here in the brew lab it is st- 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 stout season not talking about porters i won't fuck that except up that, except i except i brewed a brewed ip come on man well, stout I know, season's yeah. on, on the stout, yeah. yeah go check out our social media at bachelor underscore brew and decay wtv and there's more stouts coming it's yes just, we took a little pause for christmas beers right so. uh and those are flavorful as well so you gotta make sure you're checking those out um so we're here in the in the essence of a brew day it smells like uh this is my favorite smell of christmas especially down here because it reminds me of all the delicious beers i will be drinking throughout the year but we are in round one and you brought a beer adam so let's put them together Got round one beers. What we got? So we got a little collab that I picked up yesterday. Um, surprised you didn't pick it up because it's from your place of employment, allegedly. Oh, uh, he, um, well, Arboretum Trail Brewing Company. He said he was going to send me a pack in the mail because he said I had to stay at home and put more labels on more of the cans. Oh, okay. High demand. I was wondering where his number num his number 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 his number ninety nine super fan was last night. <laughs> the great one was not there. No. Nah. Um, so it's a collab between Arboretum Trail, as you know, and Fueled by Hops, and I- it's a five point five percent hazy uh, IPA with spruce tips and juniper berries. So he must be paying attention to me because I said Christmas is gin time and we got juniper berries in this. This is really nice, man. And uh, so I do know that usually Christmas styles, you're seeing a lot of like heavy spice, a lot of cloves and everything. So this is quite a swerve from the traditional like, oh, we're releasing a Christmas beer. So this is this is a delightful little yeah, treat. It's going piney. It's going earthy. It's a very nice color. Nice, hazy, pale yellow. Uh, good head retention. Great carbonation. Yeah, I'm really... I. And it's just got a bunch of juicy flavor, and then finishes dry with the with the pine and the Ooh, and the juniper. That's really nice. And, and also, too, I should always say this too: if you want to find what's happening with my boss over at Arboretum Trail, you do is search him out on all social media, Arboretum Trail Brewing Company. And also, too, if you don't know what Fueled by Hops is by now, then you've been living under a rock and not paying attention to craft beer in Pittsburgh. Uh, those guys have 
have a staple in, in the craft beer biz around here. So check them out to uh, fueled by hops on all social media. Um, and congratulations, Ryan he just had his first kid. Yeah. Out, congrats. So congrats to you, sir. And it was very nice last night. So I went to the re- release party, which was also oh, like right. kind of their Christmas party mm-hmm. for fueled by hops. And I was gifted a nice big bottle of a, Blackberry Wild Ale that will mm. have to pop open sometime. Blackberry Wild Ale. It sounds like it's gonna beat the shit out of me. So I like. I, I'm really liking this, man. Uh, the, there's a, just enough of pineiness to it, but the sweetness and the juiciness kind of help balance that out. But you're right. At the very end, nice dryness. I think that's all that juniper berry yeah. it just dries it. Love it, man. It does give me the the reminiscence of having a decent glass of gin. You know, a, a, ni- a nice single rock, two fingers, tastes delicious. Makes man. me want to brew a hazy, I'll tell you that. I, yeah, all those hazy boys are yelling at us, oh, you, make us something hazy. Well, keep. i tell you what, I'll make you all a deal. You hazy boys start bringing us some of these sweet four-packs and we'll think about it. <laughs> I, might do, I might do a hazy for late January. I'm not sure That would be fun. That's a good time for it, too, because this hazy gets you a little warm. It's like drinking a liquid Big Mac. So yeah. Puts a little, oh, yeah thickness on the ribs so adam uh, i i wanted to let you know that i wasn't gonna let christmas go by without one last hurrah we are going to enter a bets of doom for an event that i know and you and i talk offline here and you're like dude have you seen this card and i said you know what this is the kind of card i know that adam would love to talk about he's like dude the these two titans of the squared circle just going after each other for another set of eight this, rounds. This is not the squared squared circle. This is boxing. Yeah, it's still the squared. Circle. No, it isn't. It's still it's, that's it's, a reference to wrestling. Yeah, but it's it's inside of a ring like that. It is inside squared, of a ring. Squared circle. You are just batting a thousand right off the bat. Okay. Well, anyway, so Adam was always is just like gushing, gushing, gushing. Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. So Jake Paul was supposed to take on Tommy Fury. Right. And Tommy Fury, according to Jake Paul, got Positis. He only said Persitis, which actually would have been a real diagnosis. He got Persitis. <laughs> he got Persitis. But uh, Tommy Fury ended up getting uh, like a pretty serious chest infection, and then he broke a rib during sparring. It does sound like – here's the thing. When you look at the press conferences, it doesn't look like Tommy Fury was like pretty confident in himself, which is odd because I think he has just way more of a skill set than Jake Paul, just not the right. power. Right. Um, but anyway, I digress. Tommy Fury is out, and the tattooed wonder Tyrone Woodley is stepping in for the second bout where we, quote-unquote, leave no doubt. <laughs> so stupid. Now, now if, ever, if the listeners want the truth behind this, Matt's just bitter from his punishment last time and wants to go out of 2021 with a win in Bets of Doom, so he's making me pick on this bullshit boxing card. It's only bullshit boxing because I'm better than you at picking boxing and you don't know it <laughs> and i don't know it and it hurts you inside you're not be- uh i think we tied last time boxing yeah i think so that's right because we continued woodley, on. it was woodley paul that we, bo- we both took woodley i hope we were like hopeful please god win this <laughs> yeah i don't think i'll be making that mistake this time. no i won't be either <laughs> but uh this time we're seeing uh there was a lot of controversy that Jake Paul had written into the contract that Tyrone Woodley could not knock him out as part of the contract clause. So mm-hmm. now uh, Jake Paul's putting up an extra $500,000 bonus if Woodley can, in fact, knock him out. So Cool. Yeah. 
I mean, I would love to get five hundred thousand dollars for punching someone out mm. that I cannot stand. <laughs> I have a theory about that. I'll I'll, okay. I'll get into it when we uh, get to our picks, though. So I say this too. So I did read the controversy then of the contract. It finally got so someone posted the entire contract from Paul Woodley one, and the only thing that happened between the two is that Jake Paul wanted to use a certain set of gloves and Woodley could not. It was I think they were Grant gloves. They're they're for. Uh, they more padding for your wrist. Okay, that's that was it. That was the only real difference. So, um, now there's no excuses. I mean, honestly, that first fight, if you really do go back and look at it, Jake Paul won by decision and rightfully Split so. Split decision though. It uh, was close. Yeah, it was close, but you could tell he yeah. edged him out. I don't. I don't disagree with the uh, decision. Yeah, but now I'm wondering if Willie just comes out and just goes haymaker crazy, which he should. Uh, so on December 18th of this wonderful year of 2021 at the uh amelie arena am i gonna say that right that's my best guess yeah yeah amelie arena in it's Tampa, florida, florida. Who cares? <laughs> and it's a showtime broadcast i think these things just kick off around eight o'clock this is deliciously florida <laughs> it really is some of these fights are, are awesome mainly uh a glorified american card but let's go through the card here and loser really takes a punishment christmas style Oh boy! Yeah, gonna have to sit on some ornaments. <laughs> yeah, what Home Alone three, the real one we always wanted, where uh, Kevin McAllister gets in the BDSM <laughs> and, and sees how sees how much punishment Buzz can take. <laughs> yeah, come on, wet bandits, you better lube it up. So, <laughs> so I think the best way to handle this is to start, of course, from the bottom of the card and work our way up. So brown bandits. <laughs> they're sponsored by adam and eve too that's a crazy thing it was a straight to dvd release from adam and eve <laughs> so let's start with a, a light welterweight bout between liam paro taking on yomar uh, alamo so this is a 10 round bout coming in again at the light welterweight uh i guess weight class it's it'd say weight too many times it feels redundant but right. whatever so um we have Two boxers, kind of, I don't really know much about their skill set, especially Liam Paro. I couldn't find much of anything on him. But I do know Yomar has a pretty decent skill set when it comes to power. Yep. So I'm going to go with the Puerto Rican powerhouse, uh, Yomar Alamo. I'm going to be agreeing with you on the first uh, pick okay. here. I'm taking Yomar Alamo because he is from Puerto Rico. And I always, well, I tend to pick Puerto Rican boxers. I just like their style. So and he is undefeated. Oh. He has one draw in twenty bouts. So wow. Um, okay. So out of his nineteen wins, twelve were also knockout. No. Yeah. So I will say, be yeah. taking Yomar the Magic Alamo. Oh crap! Did you do research? A little bit. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I like. Uh, I will say this too. I saw some of Alamo's highlights. I did watch it on YouTube, and he's got a devastating left hand. I would love to see how that thing plays. Uh, so we're going to move on to a cruiserweight match, which I love. I love two two sides of the spectrum, heavyweights and cruiserweights, because the cruiserweights are crazy and the heavyweights are just big chonkers. So I like seeing both sides. So we have uh, Jaleon Love taking on Marcus Oliveria. Varia? Varia. Oliveria. Oliveria. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Is, is Oliveria, is he uh, related to the Oliveria in um, UFC at all? I don't know because Marcus is... Says it's from, he's from the United States. Yeah, and Oliveira. And Oliveira is from Brazil. That's so, what I say. Yeah. Okay. The UFC, Oliveira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, this one, I again, I didn't get a lot of background on the fight. <laughs> I hope I hope you pick who I don't want because I have a really good reason on picking who I'm picking for this fight. This one, I have to go purely based on name, and I'm going to go with J- Jaylion Love. God damn it! Yeah, I want to go with him only because I like his name a lot. I don't have much news on his fight camp. For the rest of them, I do. We might but just this be one I don't. Tying. No, no, no. Because no. I am also taking Jaleon. I'm love. saying Jaleon. So I'm taking it, Love as well. Um, but I did research, and I'm taking him because Marcus Oliveria mm-hmm. has 223 amateur boxing fights. Jesus. And 29 pro fights. Now, in his amateur 223, he's won 200 of them. So... He's good, but that's, that's good. a lot of fights. That's a lot of hits to the head. <laughs> I don't think it's a hardcore match. Like he can't yeah. bring the bow flex to the ring, so I don't think he has a chance. Nope, nope. And that's how you get written out. You can't be on TV anymore. They can't talk about you. No, no Marcus statues anywhere. <laughs> you didn't win the title at WrestleMania twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. so, so yeah. That's why I'm taking eight well. rounds. This guy is. He has that many miles on his, his a fighter. He, he's got to be like in his late thirties, early forties. No, what? I don't know what the. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong guy. Sorry. Okay. So you're like he's 23. I'm like, what the fuck? He's, four, he's 42. Okay. I was say, you can't have that many fights and still be like in your late twenties. Yeah, I, acc- I accidentally pulled Alamo up. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> Alamo's like in his late twenties. I have a couple of them lined up here. <laughs> this is kind of where my research stopped, though. Yeah. So. Uh, the next match here is one I'm actually really excited about. I'm usually not excited about the ones that are like triller-ish, but I do like this one. It's a heavyweight bout with Deron Williams. He's a former NBA uh, basketball player and Frank Gore, uh, a former absolute beast of a running back in the NFL. Um, so I think we spoke about this before. Frank Gore trains boxing and Deron Williams has trained. Owns a gym. Owns, owns a, a gym. Owns a gym. <laughs> Owns a gym. Owns an MMA gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's so if he is participating, he's in a different skill set. Frank Gore is boxing. So who who are you taking? I'm taking Frank Gore. Are you it's, really? Yeah, I, I want him to knock Deron Williams' head off. Okay. And I think it will happen. I am actually gonna go counter of you. Go right in. And I'm going to say that Mr. Williams is going to take this only because I think Frank Gore is the larger, larger man. Um, but I think that... Yeah, I'm going power over... Yeah, I'm going to go gas tank over power. And I think okay. that that's what's going to come down to. And I, I'm going to say this too. I'm not saying that you're completely wrong because I could see Frank Gore taking... Oh, I'm just checking ages right now. I'm wondering if I gift up. Uh-oh. Deron Williams is 37 though, so it's yeah. not like he's young. Oh, Frank Gore. Oh, Frank Gore's 38. Yeah, so he's up there good. a little bit too. No, um, I think Frank Gore has the high probability of knocking Williams' head off, but I think Williams can duck and dodge. I mean, I, they're not boxers, so they don't have the reaches given here, but your dude has a severe height advantage. Yeah. Of course, he's in the NBA. Yeah. He is 6'3", and Frank Gore is my height. <laughs> he's Four an inch 11. taller than me. He's 5'9". He's 4'11". I'm not that <laughs> sure. Hi, Pep. Adam has to get a footstool to put the grain in the <laughs> in the mash tun. The mash tun's at my well it is at my chest. <laughs> I don't need a footstool. It's like, Matt, can you slide the footstool so I can put the mash in? <laughs> so moving on to the super middleweight, we have uh Anthony Taylor going against uh Chris Avila. 
I I like this match a lot. I think it's pretty well. Uh, two very similar fighters. Yeah. Uh, and did you, did you do research on this one? This uh, so from Frank Gore up, I did research. So from what I can see research. on this one is they're both MMA guys coming into a yes. boxing match, right? Okay. Yeah, which makes it. Um, Kind of fun in that regard. This is their like I guess it would be their pro boxing debut to a degree, and it's cool they put it right around the Williams Gore fight too. So it's not like you're getting a bunch of pros and then you put in two amateur bouts. You're you're, you're getting these in a good spot in the match. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Anthony Taylor. Just height difference, uh, and I've I've seen some highlights from his time in Bellator. And he's he's got a pretty devastating right hand. It looks like he has a better uh, angle on his stand-up. So I like that. And that's not to diminish Avila. I think that he has a good stand-up too. But I think that Anthony Taylor has more power. And I thought they were so similar. I'm just going to go against you on this. And I'll pick Chris Avila without any other reason other than you picked Anthony Taylor. Because <laughs> I, I did not do a lot of research on this. Other than like, I was like, oh, they're both from MMA. They have similar records. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a toss up. Uh, I think I, they both look similar, too. I yeah. just, uh, Anthony Taylor is a little taller. That's really about it. Um, moving on to the only women's match on the whole thing uh, Amanda Serrano, who is an absolute Coming animal. Coming back for another payday. Yeah, against Miriam Gutierrez. Uh, can I just cut to the chase and say I'm taking Serrano? <laughs> I'm taking Serrano, too. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, like, listen. One, she's Puerto Rican. I already said I lo- uh, yeah. how much I like Puerto Rican boxers. And she's a beast. We've animal. It's the only reason I would buy to pay to watch this card. Yeah. And I'm not. But, mm, no. Um, I will look this fight up afterward. Absolutely. And if you, like, I think Adam and I, we can qualify as casual boxing fans. We watch the cards if they're available. We're not going to spend a bunch of money to watch them. But I had a blast the last time we were talking about Amanda Serrano. Looking up all her highlights, animal, animal, man. Yeah, I'll spend money on like the big, big, like a Fury's fighting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Th- those are fun battles. Back when Mayweather was fighting, I'd get those. Those were good. Pacquiao. And all that, I know. La- I remember. The- I haven't. I haven't paid for a boxing court in quite a bit. I got to actually watch when Tyson bit Holyfield. I did too. I, was I did like, too. I-, I couldn't believe it. My uh, not my dad, but. Uh, our neighbor bought it, and we all went down and watched it there. And I watched yeah. it live. Yeah, it was did, cool. Did it blow your little mind yes. to watch someone bite somebody on live? Yeah. TV? <laughs> uh, I was in. It's like middle school. I was all. I was like wrecked on Dr Pepper too. I was like, <laughs> I was so hyper. I was like, we're staying up late watching boxing. And you watch Mike Tyson I was, take a whole the chunk only, out like it blew my mind, and then I was like bummed out because it was pretty early. Yeah, in the fight, and I was like, oh, now I gotta go to bed. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Holyfield wanted to keep going. Yeah. They couldn't stop the bleeding, clearly, because <laughs> you got your ear bit off. <laughs> Animal. I digress. So we move on to uh, the main event of the night. We're, we're going to see the problem child, Jake Paul, take on Tyrone Woodley in the second ra- second bout. And, and you know this. If Woodley wins, there will be a third. Yeah, that's the problem. That I mean, is, that's a problem. That's a problem. problem. Um, so here's the thing that I didn't know is that is there's no drug testing going on for Jake Paul. Did you know that? No, I mean, seems right. Everything else is shady about the fight. Yeah. So. I mean, I was reading all, like dirt sheets, of course, but like people are like, he clearly has is, is PED, but if you don't test them, it doesn't matter. Also, I don't care. 
I don't care either. Yeah, I Let don't. them all do it. Yeah, just, I've always said that. Yeah, every sport you should be able to just put it's horse. Their bo- it's their body; they can do what they want. Put horse semen directly into your chest. <laughs> I don't care what you do. What was? <laughs> That's not good for the heart. <laughs> what the hell was? Uh, for a while there, people were rubbing like elk pee on themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like deer, deer pit, or uh, might have been deer piss. I know it was like the antler. Um, Oh yeah! For a while, it was the antler fuzz. Yeah, they're yeah. like this. This really helps you recover. Like, yeah. and then they found there's no medicinal properties whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, I am taking. Uh, this hurts me to say it's that I'm taking Jake Paul to win this match. I I just think that he's clearly shown he's a boxer going against an MMA guy, and the MMA guy doesn't know how to use his power in the ring. I don't think he can do it. And I'm taking Jake Paul. We're picking so similarly. Yeah. I mean, I want, I hope Tyron oh, yeah. knocks him into the hospital. But my problem is the contract. And I get that there's a 500000 right, for a knockout? Yes. It doesn't mean there's not another clause in there for a 750000 to not knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's still shady. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's fixed. I think Tyron took it for a payday because, shit, Why not? big payday right before yeah. Christmas. I'd take it. Um yeah, I think Jake Paul is going to win again. It's just too shady. It's it, it is really shady. And then too, if you look at the Vegas odds, so I went on uh, Bovada and I was looking to see what the lines were. And at the time that I had typed up all the notes and everything, got the card, you're looking at uh, Jake Paul coming in at minus two seventy five and Tyron Woodley coming in at plus two hundred. So not a bad line. No, it's not. I'd like the I'd like Tyron to go up a little bit, like get plus three hundred. Maybe I'll throw a couple of bucks on it. I think he will. I think he I think too. he will, uh, especially because you're going to get that last, like, um, well, the only one. You're going to get the only press conference between the two. That was just the funny thing. Everybody's like, well, there's a half million dollars for a knockout. I'm like, yeah, there might be a million for a let it go to the city. Yeah. There's, like, there's roughly $600,000 on the table somewhere that says, like, hey, man, can you just not? Pretty please just not. Just, <laughs> please let me win. I just want to win a little bit. Uh, so before we go to a break, we got to talk about my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go to a break, we got to talk about one thing. So from Buckle to Bell, the boys bringing the best wrestling business in the news. Jeff Hardy got released. Yeah. So, uh, so we got to talk about that. Sad. It's man. very sad because it's definitely there was speculation on why he got sent home from the tour, and now it's known. It's pretty much apparently confirmed. he's uh, falling back to his demons. And got sent home. He uh, allegedly, from certain sources I saw, he decided to not let WWE send him to rehab. Yeah, he went or against treatment, it. so yeah. they let him go. So I actually get much w- like Kurt Angle in yeah. I think two thousand six. Whenever right he, when he went to TNA, yeah. he was shaking that Percocet bottle yeah. around a little bit. But that's I give WWE a lot of credit because they could have easily, in the midst of all the talent cuts they were already having, they could have just said, "Hey, Jeff, we're never going to offer you rehab." But they gave him the option. Um, here's the thing, man. When you look back at the height of his addiction issues, and they're well documented. I'm not speaking out of school here. You could tell, like he was in it. Like they're well documented. He showed up to a TNA pay per view and the main event, the main event, <laughs> the main with Sting against an icon. <laughs> and the whole buildup was like, I, I couldn't wait to wrestle Sting as a child. And like, and then you show up and you're drunk and high. Yeah. So and then if you go back and you can look at the uh, the house show footage, he makes a hot tag to Drew McIntyre, hits the mat, and then he kind of like his whole body language just is like I I don't want I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Like I just don't want to do this anymore. And then the 
there was another angle I saw on Instagram where someone was taking like a, a a good angle camera view, and you could just tell like heads hanging. Not only that, but he went to leave like through the crowd. Yeah. He didn't even go up the ramp. He was like, in his brain, Bye. he made the he made up his mind. He's like, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Do what you want. And then he didn't. He decided not to agree to rehab. Didn't surprise me whatsoever when I saw his body language from that other thing. And his brother confirmed. He's and Matt Hardy saying like, "It's not my story to tell. I don't want to do all that." But he's home. He's okay. He'll right. talk about it more. Um, it, we make fun of people a lot here, but addiction sucks. And I hope that Jeff gets help. It's and, just uh, crushing because he looked he looked kind of set for a big push. Yeah. Like he was the last survivor on his team for in the Survivor Series that just went down he showed out really um hard. yeah and i heard he was in for a title run possibly like against the remnant rumble oh wow that's been scrapped now what a wonderful match that would have been that'd have been cool yeah it'd have been cool to see especially well, how well jeff can sell it would yeah. make Roman look great yeah Roman looked um, great or yeah. it could have been man because it i can't think of any other news there was no other wrestling news uh trent Brett is back trent Bre- yeah he came back that. and then mjf came home to long island and- that was cool i've never seen they made him cry yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i've never seen a wrestler turn a whole town heel like cm punk made all of rhode island not rhode island long island Island, i'm sorry turn all of long island into a heel and they were booing cm i just like i just like that he was ripping on the islanders it's so So good and then max caster did too at one point he was like come out take his l at the island (laughs) yeah because they still haven't won in that new uh, arena they haven't yeah what barry trotz what are you doing (laughs) all that success (laughs) he he carried all the all the passion i had for him from the capitals and went to another team i hate that man with a passion but you know what i love with the passion adam our sponsors i do too yeah They're and we're gonna people. throw it out to them so uh it is the holiday season and we have some cool sponsors they have some cool gifts for you so go check them out because when you support them you support us and when you support us bring some pretty cool stuff so we're gonna see you guys on the other side nice ink adam yeah i got your name on my ass <laughs> uh i was talking about your forearm though oh yeah well i've been taking care of it yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz, and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like, because again, it's Christmas time and you need gifts and our sponsors over at Lucky 13s will definitely give you something to stuff those stockings with. So, Adam, before we dive into some of the deliciously diabolical topics I've decided for us to uh, pick apart, we are in round two and we're going to talk about a wonderful beer in round two. So we're going to put that together, call it round two. Bears. Yeah. So what do we have, Adam? So we have namesake of the podcast beer right here. Stout season. One of my favorite stouts we make here at Bash Brews. Just hit the taps. 
just carbonated up yesterday, so it's like super fresh. And it's called Every Time I Chai, which is a chai tea stout. Um, it's a very good oatmeal stout recipe base. And then we throw four ounces of uh, chai tea into five gallons of beer, let it steep overnight, and we have a 7.5% beast right here. Oh, man. This is one of my favorites. And I know that some of the people that listen to us, this is their favorite beer that comes out of the brew lab. Well, it's ready, everybody. Yeah. So if you if you want to get your hands on this, and usually I'd say, like, if you want to follow whatever the – listen. Just message me. Just message we're here. We'll get it to you. We'll figure it out. We'll get it to you. And I'm going to tell you right now. And there's only one. Like, usually we do batches and it's two kegs. There's only one keg. One keg. And I can tell you right now, there's already a ton of heat. So this is coming out on Sunday. I'm going to bet you by now, we've already got probably like half of it. Probably. Gone. Probably. Yeah. So when you're hearing this on Sunday and you have your cup of coffee and you're like, mm, I love, or you have your little chai tea latte. In the morning on Sunday, you're like, mm, this is so good. Imagine it being a beer, and that's what we're going to give you. I like a good dirty chai. Yeah. Iced dirty chai. And that's what this this comes off as. It so, does, because you get a roasty, coffee-like yeah. feeling from the stout. A little mm-hmm. bit of chocolate. Just a touch, especially on the end. That, that chai and the bitterness from the malt kind of comes together at the very end, and it has that drinkability where you want to come back for more sips. Um, the head retention is very frothy, which is something else I really like on my stouts as well. Because I feel like you want that on your palate because it kind of like cleanses up, but it also gets you ready for that next like big rush of the flavor profile. Which that's, a, is, that's a big thanks to the oatmeal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this shines through. This is a great uh, Christmas time ale. So if you want to get into the season and, you really, and you're gathering around the Christmas tree and you guys just want to get into the mood, you know, this isn't for kids, of course, but hey. The adults can have some fun. So, again, at Bachelor underscore Brew, send some DMs. And also, too, if you're following us at DecayNWTB, send us a DM and we'll make this happen. So, speaking of making it happen, Adam, we have a social media smackdown. I threw it out to all of our listeners across all of our, I guess I would call it our universe. Our, our social media platforms? Yes. Our universe. Our universe. We are not WWE. I know. God. I'm trying to sound more important than we are. We threw it out to our, our multiverse. <laughs> yes, in one more. There's, there's actually a universe where I'm the brewer and you, <laughs> you're the assistant. No, no, there's no, another one where we're both Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah, and Doc Ox, my mom. <laughs> and I wish there was another uh, universe where you guys would understand which Home Alone's better. Because when I threw it out there, I said, "Which one, Home Alone OG or Part 2? And you guys went seventy nine percent for the OG against twenty one percent for Part Two. I don't know how to tell you guys this, and I don't want to be disingenuous to you, but go back and watch them back to back, and you will see that not only is the storytelling in Part Two better, the traps are better. Donald Trump's in Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the the talk boy thing where he slows down his voice? Is that just Part Two exclusive? Yeah, Part yeah. Two. Yeah, and then that came out. Everybody wanted one. I had one somehow, and I was poor. My mom found it in the dumpster, I guess, and gave it to me. I was like, mm. "Who were those called? Talkmans? Talk, talk boys. boys? Just talk boys? Yeah." I had a. <laughs> it's because I got. This a, is Kevin McAllister. Yeah. This is Kevin McAllister. You should send eight cheese pizzas to my room. <laughs> Let's not forget part two is also where Kevin's rich ass dad got mad that he spent like nine hundred bucks on room service. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're in like the a multi million dollar house in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. 
It's that house is selling for like two point one million right now. You just went for Christmas vacation to what Paris or some shit? Paris in the first one. Oh, Paris in the first and one. then Florida in the second one. No, 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 no. It was. Yeah, no, no, it was Florida in the second one. Yeah. And then... In well, the, maybe he lost some money. He had to go to Florida That's what I'm saying. Year. Kevin keeps spending his fucking money on VHS tapes and shit. <laughs> buying your ass talk, boys. I got batteries. I'm buying Pepsi. You're spilling everywhere. Fuller's pissing in the bed. And I got to buy sheets all the time. This is dog shit. That was all number two, right? What? he The the kid pissed the bed with his Pepsi pisses in the second one, That's too, in the right? first one. Uh, well, that was strong. That was funny. Yeah. Also, too, did you, I, I didn't know this until I was like uh, older. I didn't know that Fuller was Macaulay Culkin just with a new getup. Oh, I thought it was his brother. I think it's still Macaulay. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Huh. Well, either way, it's one of the it's one of the Culkin brothers. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think it's his less famous brother. Yeah. Uh, he's in some great indie films. That's true. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean all I can think of is maybe maybe the traps got a little repetitive. But even the second one, they were all stepped up. It was just a callback. Yeah. But like all of the like supporting cast and ancillary characters in the second one I thought were stronger. Like yeah. uh Frankenfurter and what's his Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Tim Curry was awesome. Tim Curry was great. Yeah. Uh, especially when he sneaks into the bathroom and they do the old the, the bit where the guy was in the shower. Hey You trying to watch me jacket, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a PG film. <laughs> Oh man, it's why don't you come over here? I'll show, show you where I can show it. <laughs> Something like that. Show you where it spits. Come on. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> so I I encourage all of our listeners go back, watch them back to back, and you will see that part two is better than the original. So Adam, I feel like we robbed the listeners in the first half. So you know what we're gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're going to go round three. It's round three. We have more beers. Put them together. We have round three that was beers. five. <laughs> I thought we were going to go back and forth. My Sorry. Bad. Well, try to, no, try to. There we go. Round three beers. So, Adam, what did you bring us to drink? <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah. I lost it for a second. We have Ramen Profit from Hitchhiker. Yeah. I don't think we've had Hitchhiker on here in a while. It's been a minute. So this is uh, actually one of my favorite things they make. It's uh, West Coast IPA, 7%. It will not disappoint. Yeah. So let's pour this out and have it along with everything else we have yeah. here. Sound effects for Christmas. The bar is filling up. It is. Uh, so if you want to find what's going on Hitchhiker, just you search them out on yeah. social media. Yeah, they have a, a spot in Sharpsburg and a spot in Mount Lebanon. Mm -hmm. uh, the actual breweries in Sharpsburg, mm -hmm. uh, where I picked this up. But uh, yeah, phenomenal folks, great yeah. beer, and it's it's one, a, of, the, one of the staples of uh, new Pittsburgh beer. I would say. I like, would. I mean, they've been yeah. around for. Whew, I actually would really be curious on how long. I'd say about eight years now. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, established two thousand fourteen. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, they used to be. Uh, just in Mount Lebanon and brew out of there and everything. And then they've grown and grown. Oh, that's a West Coast through and through. Yeah, it's it, – it, you know what, though? It's a little softer than West Coast I usually pull. But I like that. That's kind of what I wanted. After we had that delicious chai stout. And our hazy in the first half. Hazy, yeah, this is nice. It's kind of refreshing to a degree. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Lighter. I think it's a little less bitter than the last time I had it, but yeah. it's, I also just 
kind of wrecked my palate with some chai tea. So. Yeah, but that's okay because chai tea belongs on that palate because it's stout season. So the soundboard is down. So we talked about Home Alone on the social media SmackDown. So let's go ahead and go into what I promised you, Adam, was some fight science. So I went online and I watched the fight science video again for Home Alone OG. And then I went and I read some more articles and I got some things together here. So I want to kind of pose these things to you and I want to see what you think would happen to your body if I were to hit you with these traps. Okay. Okay, so Let's start off. Let's start off light here. Uh, how about a, a BB gun at close range to your head? I feel like me and my brother almost did that to each other. Your we kids? <laughs> I would say yes. Most siblings have. I would say that would be a that would be a severe injury. I don't think I would kill you. Well, just so you know, classic air powered projectile weapons have a typical muzzle velocity of 350 feet per second. So while painful, it would penetrate your skin, but not your skull. So you would definitely have to go cry to mom about having a uh, a bloody forehead, much akin to Cody Rhodes. But you're not going to have to go ahead and uh, call the coroner. It's going to hurt like hell. Could you rest in shot by BB? <laughs> <laughs> he just might get shot by BB gun here pretty soon. So stepping it up a notch, how about uh, remember the hot doorknob? Yes, scene? very well. Yes, how about that one? So if I if I were to hey Adam come to my house, I got the I got this rare beer, and then you go touch my doorknob and it burns a. a an imprint of a penis in your <laughs> no it would be an a because it was an m for mcallister mm-hmm. yeah but a's look like penises <laughs> <laughs> only in one of our multiverses in my multiverse <laughs> so what are you thinking what do i think about what what do, do you th- do you think i would kill you with that no i don't think so uh really? i've i actually have some uh first-hand experience with almost melting my hand off. really yeah so when i when i was a kid we were at camp and there was a like a fire poker for the bonfire that was a metal stick. And all I wanted to do is poke that fire as a, you know, eight or 10 or something. I'm 35. I want to poke fire. (laughs) So finally it was unattended, just laying on the ground. And, uh, I accidentally grabbed the hot end and third degree burned my left hand to like shreds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ended the camping trip early. (laughs) Well, then you probably already had the, the outcome of this, you know, the heat index of the doorknob in the movie was there's some, there's some guys who actually down really watch this stuff. And they would say that that doorknob would have to be a roughly around 751 degrees Fahrenheit, especially to change the, uh, the coloration of the doorknob, okay. especially See, brass. The, yeah, the pipe I grabbed is not that hot. Right. Because if it was... I want to grab the red end. <laughs> no. <laughs> because if it was red and you grabbed it, it would have rendered your hand completely useless and usually at high risk for uh, significant infection. But also, most notably, when appendages are burnt to that degree, they're amputated. Oh, yeah I, didn't, yeah. I didn't have to lose anything. I mean, my fingers are real wonky on that hand now. Like, when I have to give fingerprints, the cops get, well, that sounds awful. Like, I get. Keep going. <laughs> the security <laughs> officers. I'm arrested the sec- and they take my fingerprints. <laughs> the security officers that I've dealt with that fingerprint me for background checks yeah. are always like, wow, we have to roll your left hand real far like to get the full <laughs> thing. It's because I half melted them when I was eight. I want to see you finger paint now. <laughs> for christmas can you finger paint me a picture <laughs> yep. just get me and three girls and we'll do the four people finger paint 
So, injury <laughs> injury number three, stepping it up again. Three lovely ladies in some brown paint. What? Injury, blowtorch to the head. Yeah, a blowtorch to the head. <laughs> what, what, what threw you off? You know you like that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, any common person would have been like, oh, there's a blowtorch on my head. I need to move out of the way. But Harry got a full seven-second blast from a flamethrower. So... Do you take a seven-second flamethrower blast to the head and survive? I don't think so. I don't know why that motherfucker stood there. <laughs> just took it. Just stood there with, just, with a no mean, face. I thought I thought Joe Pesci was smart in that. He's just standing there like, yeah, screaming. It's like, duck, motherfucker. He's taking it. Uh, so usually what happens here is that instead of it being a brief burn, like if you're burnt, you usually step away from it. But staying in the, the hellfire for seven straight seconds gives you what's called a thickness burn, which... Is my nickname in college. I like the thickness. <laughs> and that's usually, it's going to cause a necrosis of the calvarium, which is your skull bone. So when oh. that happens, there's only two remedies. You'll truly be rocking a skullet. Yes. And there's only two remedies to this. One, death. <laughs> I'll take option two. Yeah. Two is a is a is a bone transplant. So Holy crap. You get, of your skull. Yeah, your get a cranium. cadaver. And you take their uh, their skull and you put it in place. So you have a dead man's skull. Do I get to pick which one I get to use? Who would you pick? Andre the Giant. Yeah. I'd, have a, I'd have such a weird <laughs> head. A real big one. Yeah. You'd be like a new elephant man. I'd look like, um, what's his name from uh, Andre Dad. the Giant. No, he no, looks no. weird enough. <laughs> the, the alien, from, Roger from American Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be rocking that. Well, I would say I think you and I could qualify for Roger because we do drink enough. Oh, yeah. You'd have the yeah. misshapen head. And before. you cross-dress enough, so. That's true. That is true. It, nothing is more freeing than a skirt. <laughs> so, Adam, the piece de la resistance, the paint can to the face, the iconic Home Alone trap is the paint can to the face. Do you think, as a grown-ass man, if I hit you in the face with a full can of paint from a distance... Look, talk about fulcrum, gravity, Newtons, right. and everything. Do you survive? That's some, that's some real kinetic force hitting it my It really dome. is. I do have a big fucking head. I don't know if that helps or hurts me. Mm. Um, I think it would nearly kill me, though, to get hit in the head with a paint can. I'm glad you said that because it does go either way. Because, well, not only the hit to the face, but yeah. they also then fell all the way down the Off flight of steps. steps. Yeah, I think the steps would have broke necks. For I mean, at least sure. breaking my back and then probably absolutely bleeding yeah. out from the head. So, a typical full can of paint is roughly ten pounds, and the rope, due to some people again who take time to measure those things out, appears to be approximately ten feet long. The result is a two kilogram Newton hit to the face. Of course, this results in a knockout, guaranteed facial fractures, definite loss of teeth, and even possible death. So, dependent on how glassy your jaw is, you might die. <laughs> this thing clearly... It's putting me in the ground for sure. It might. I know it would probably knock me for a loop. Because the other thing, too, is about my face. The other thing about me, how I'm ugly, I'm long in the face. Think about my faces. Uh, think about my faces. Is I have a long face, so I know things going to hit me in the nose pretty hard, and it's just going to launch that motherfucker back into back the... Back into your brain. Yep, and I'm going to die. So Kevin McAllister actually probably should have woke up uh, to manslaughter charges. I mean, he probably got off self-defense. But then again, too... Oh, it's he, definitely self-defense. 
Do you know who? A uh, little bit premeditated though, when you're swinging paint cans that you. Hung. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk would have hired him for some kind of engineering job, though. At this point in time, yeah, like that's true. you killed two men with paint cans. Help me design a Tesla. <laughs> Help me destroy Jeff Bezos' rocket. Jeff Bezos, you did it. <laughs> so it leads me into a challenge for you, Adam. Old cock rocket. Because we are talking about booby traps, some of those iconic booby traps, mm. and Kevin McAllister is the is not the only one to set traps for his would be assailants in the world of cinema. So I challenge you, Adam, to the Mount Rushmore of booby traps in movies. Now, I lovingly call them booty twaps because of data in the Goonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought it's because you got your teeth knocked out with that paint can. <laughs> it would. It could have been. Um, so, Adam, we also got a bunch of new listeners since the last time you and I spoke. Nice. So, again, before we jump into this, you guys should know this is a, a snake draft. So, Adam and I both get four opportunities to bring our best picks forward. And if Adam steals one of my picks, I have to go to plan B and vice versa. So, yes, there are four picks, but you better have five, six, you seven, gotta, eight. Yeah. yeah. And you have to have your strategy if you want the right pick on your list. Absolutely. You got to take it early. And whenever we get to the Mount Rushmore we got to pick the top four. So that means the debate only heats up from there because I'm going to tell you right now, man, if you try to put some, like, dumb shit on there, we going to fight. It's free crunch. I don't think I have any dumb ones. Okay. So the good thing about that is, Adam, is that if you want to be dumb, you get to go first. Oh, I get to be dumb first. You get to be dumb first. So, Adam, with all due respect, go ahead and try to tell me what a good trap sounds like. I think, uh, for my first pick, I have the most iconic trap in a movie ever. Okay. And I'm, I'm really putting it out on a ledge here. All right. Not really, because I think it's a lock that this is like the most classic movie trap. Okay. And it's Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Boulder Trap. Yes. I, I mean, w- that's been ripped off in... It's been not ripped off, but it's been parodied all over the place. Oh, it absolutely has. Yeah. In, in cartoons. It's such an iconic scene. Yeah. I had to throw it number one. Yeah. I even see it in a, a show my kids watch all the time, Bluey. They even put it in there. Like the, 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 it's, a, it's a cartoon. <laughs> sounds super inappropriate for kids. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. It's it, Well, where'd you Bluey it all over? No, 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 no. It's a healer dog. It's a girl healer dog named Bluey because a blue healer. All the... Cool. All, all the dogs are anthropomorphized. Is this what took this took over for Blue's Clues then, huh? Oh, one hundred percent, and I am okay with it. Uh, no, I, I really like what you're doing, but yeah, it's been in a ton of things. I think I just watched something a clip today, or someone did it in like a TikTok or something. Like, watch out for that thing behind you. You know, Bluey's a TikTok. No, okay. Smart television <laughs> man. Okay, he's Australian. I'll, I'll check it he's out. Tough. Oh, that explains a lot. He's tougher than both of us. Bluey, combined. they do shoeies. Yeah, Australia makes yeah, sense. So there you go. So, speaking of iconic traps, my first round draft pick here Wiggles. is <laughs> they have different colored sweaters. You have to tell. Just naming what? all the kids stuff from Australia now. <laughs> Did one of the Wiggles like form a metal band? No. I no. swear to God, one no. of them did. No, one of them died of cancer, and that's about. They it. all died of cancer. That's they're the most inside those suits, and they're just full of asbestos. That's the most metal thing that happened. <laughs> it's death by. Yeah. Well, he beat. I think he beat it, and then 
I don't think he. I don't know if he died or not. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, look, he's backtracking, talking shit on the Wiggles. Like I know, know he like made a recovery and came back. I think he had to retire because of it, though. Oh, that's a shame. He might have died though. <laughs> he might have like. He might have retired from life. I'm not sure. That's a retirement plan. This is how weak my Wiggles. Well, well I guess you know what? I think I'd give you a pass on being I think it was the wiggle. I think it was the one in the I think it was the one in the blue sweater. I'm taking a leap. I'm taking a big swing at that. Anyway. <laughs> you what's, just your keep pick, on what's your first pick, Matt? What's your first pick, Matt? I'm gonna go with the the iconic gunshot victim at the end of the movie in Saw One. Nice. I love that one. Yes. So the victims in this trap had multiple opportunities to get out of this trap. It was a very smart, intelligent movie, despite the fact that it was identified as gore porn, which I can understand why that would be. Or torture porn. Yeah. 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 So they clearly had uh, times where they could have gotten themselves out of the trap through different means. And if they were patient and they communicated, they could have gotten out. And the cool thing was, and the twist that actually, the first twist of a movie that got me since The Sixth Sense was... That Jigsaw was literally in the the room with them, yeah. shocking them. Uh, great, great trap. And that has been parodied. Parodied? Parodied? Parodied. Yeah. Parodied. A million times over. I, I love that trap. And I actually have watched Saw a couple times only the last, like, 30 minutes because I want to just see, like, how like, he comes up and, like, peels the blood away from his. It's so cool. I really enjoy that one. Yeah, and that one shocked me in that movie. Like, I didn't see that coming. And then it just, poof, out of nowhere. Yeah. And do you remember that, was it uh, Danny Glover that got shotgun? He was in that as one of the cops. Wasn't that him that got his head blown off? Yeah. Or was it his partner? No, 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 it was him. Oh, it was Danny Glover. Danny Glover. That 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 was like, it was kind of the same vein as uh, Scream, where like yeah. no like star was safe. Right. Yeah. Cause well, now- yeah, because they weren't going to be able to afford him <laughs> That's true. Well, a new one, Alex Spiral, has Chris Rock in it. Right. I haven't well, watched he wrote, it. He wrote and directed it, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's cool, man. He has a lot of involvement in that one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't but. watched it. I'll have to get on that it's one. Funny. Funny that uh, Danny Glover is in yours. Because I got a Danny Glover. No! One. Ready? Yes. Number two, Danny Glover as Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon 2, The Toilet Bomb. Yes. Yes. I it thought- wasn't going to be my number two, but since he <laughs> came up in your pick, I'll bring him too. And that is one of the most comical scenes so in an good. action movie and one of the greater action. I mean, I love so many action movies, but lethal, the lethal, lethal weapon franchise is, is great. one of my top. And like, <laughs> I literally like when I first saw this Mount Rushmore, I was like, booby traps and movies. Like, are we just going to like rank our top home alone ones? This is stupid. And then like I thought about it and I was like, oh, you know what? There's some good, there's some good ones. There's yeah. some pretty brutal ones. Um, if you really dig back and think and research it yeah so yeah i'm going toilet bomb i thought you were gonna say whenever uh they trapped jet lee with that fucking <laughs> rebar in his stomach <laughs> not so much of a trap but yeah that was more of a prank <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a whoopsie gotcha <laughs> you're on candid camera jet lee so a trap that i love a lot and and we talked off mic about this for a second, but you had dropped the the collector, the collection. So from the movie The Collection, one of the goriest scenes that were ever filmed in a modern day horror movie, it's the dance floor of death. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool one. So uh the col- that was the second one. Was that second or the third? second one? Third. The second one, yeah. So 
uh, the collector actually invites a bunch of people to a rave under the guise of like, there's like some DJ that's supposed to perform there. And everyone shows up. Everyone's having a great time, dropping E, having a great, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden they hear a weird sound and it's a wheat thresher just and just annihilates people. And it was like saving Private Ryan. They had like the, the camera was going through the crowd as they were getting destroyed. I was like, this is brutal as shit. It almost made me number one. But the reason why it didn't is because it's not as iconic, right. but it is super brutal, and it is in my brain. It was the first one I thought about when I was doing this, but it wasn't my number one. Clear my number two. So, the Dance Floor of Death. The dance Floor Thresher. Yes. Very good. Very good pick. Nobody was more great. Uh, I bet you the vertically challenged uh, dwarfs at that party were happy to be there. because They, they weren't invited. Oh. They weren't invited. No, nobody respects them. No horn swoggle. They should, though. <laughs> well, we do. So you've been going horror in your first two picks. Yeah. I've been going more action adventure movies. Yeah, which I but love. I'm going to step over to horror for a second. Okay. And I'm going to pick Little Trap that was in Resident Evil. And it's the laser hallway trap. Oh, man. What a great pick. I think it's one of my favorite horror movie traps that's ever happened. Just because it was progressively getting worse and worse. You thought there was hope for the heroes, and then well, that thing by like, the end, whomp. the grid came out, and <laughs> yeah. meh, you're getting waffle stomped into death, yeah. brother. And then the reveal and the reflection of the door was yes. yeah. chef's it was a great kiss. Scene. Yeah. It was a great scene until they just so good. bastardized that franchise. That that little uh, little tear of blood from the eye. Yeah, it was fantastic. And you thought, yeah, oh, man, he's, he's faking it out. I can't get to him. And it just went, shit. And just like widened out, like oh, crap. expert mode. <laughs> <laughs> so I am gonna stick with horror for my third one because this one's also kind of funny for me. <laughs> so when you think of traps, you think of like oh, this quick hit thing that's gonna like take somebody out, whatever. This one was more of a long play. I want to go with Midsummer. I'm going drugged in a bear suit and set on fire. <laughs> So if you haven't watched, that's definitely a gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's a gotcha. <laughs> so if you haven't watched Midsummer, uh, the, a group of uh, UK residents go to a cult uh, on like a on a summer trip. Yeah. Just be like, oh, what's this like? What's what's going on? And it devolves into just debauchery and drugs. Just a fucking and it's just a fucking insane. A twenty four knocked out of the fucking park with that mm -hmm. thing. Now it gets to the point where. The lead female actress's uh, boyfriend, who's a complete dumbass, he's a total Chad, he gets drugged and he bangs a girl because they want to make a special person. Because special people can interpret the dreams of their god. This sounds very convoluted. Hang with me. But at the end, he's disposable. So they kill a bear <laughs> and gut him and then stuff this dum-dum into it. And put him in a barn that they then set on fire. So it was a long play. I hated that character in the movie so bad. I was happy I to cheered. see him go up in the bears. I cheered yeah. for it. That's why I'm picking Midsummer here. Um, I think it's... I laughed a little bit when he got... I was like, who falls for that trap? Like, drink this tea. Don't drink the fucking... You drank the tea. Oh, guess what? Oh, you're getting laid. That's pretty cool. Oh, you're dying in a bear suit. <laughs> so... Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm picking drugged in a bear suit set on fire. <laughs> so... I made the, I, I took a risk, and I saved maybe my best one 
for last. Okay. Because it's kind of a shock. It might be one you didn't think of. Okay. Because the whole movie was a trap. And I'm talking about Speed, the bus. No! <laughs> was a trap. Keanu Reeves, in one of his strongest roles, Speed. And that'll be on Mountain Rushmore, goddammit, because it's the I, whole movie. I can't fucking contain myself. <laughs> I'm so happy it survived, because if you said it, I was going to flip the bar. I never even thought about that. <laughs> I was drunk and I thought of it. I was so drunk when I did my list, by the way. Indiana Jones actually came to me last. I came up with that and I was like, time to go to bed. Buddy. <laughs> Speed with Keanu Reeves, just the whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. The bus is the fucking trap. Yeah, and he had to kiss Sandra Bullock, which is also a trap. That's also a trap. (laughs) Oh my god! I thought I was gonna get you to laugh at the last one. So there you go. Oh, you win. How do you like like my whole list? My whole list. Your whole list is so solid. Toilet bombs. Come on. Can I? Can I just try to wow you with my last one? It's gonna come. I hope it's one that was on my list. It's weak. It's not. Oh, no. It's not on your list. But it's funny to me. It's funny. And I, I went horror, 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 and I wanted to go comedy for the last one. Oh, here comes something. John can't. Did Uncle Buck do something fucked up? <laughs> that drill scene where he opens the I fucking door the is so good. No, this is the one where it's more of a prank, but it does trap somebody. Dumb and Dumber. Laxatives in the tea. Because it traps mm. Harry in the bathroom, in the bathroom while so Lloyd, Lloyd can, can take Mary out. I mean, yeah, I'll accept that. It's not nearly as good as Speed with Keanu Reeves. I mean, in totality, <laughs> no, but as a scene, it's a pretty funny scene. Pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm going to go Dumb and Dumber, Laxatives. I'll allow it. It's not making the rush No, more, it's, but it's not, but I wanted to get it out there. Because I had so many I left laying. Oh, what did you have left? Oh, my God. I had so many. I, like... I was I, I got like a little buzzed on bourbon. I had a bourbon buzz going oh. when you sent me the list. No wonder you thought good shit, yeah. dude. You yeah, it wasn't a beer. Is like anyone on Adderall? It wasn't a beer drunk. So yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Me on bourbon's like yeah, it is like Adderall. For yeah, me. it is. So <laughs> I started off not understanding the question. And I just started writing movies with traps. <laughs> so I had Home Alone two, The Collector, and Saw. Nice. But then I didn't name out specific traps, so those all got tossed. I you nixed them. Because I had enough other ones. <laughs> there was a movie called Cube, or The Cube, maybe? Yeah. There was all uh, acid. There was a trap where acid got shot in the eyes, which mm-hmm. was one. And then it also had a laser slicer. Which is Kind of like Resident yeah. Evil, but Resident Evil was, was better. That's where we agree. I put Cube just the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was... Yeah. Frozen to death, traps. fire, razor wires, gunshots, spikes, all everything, yeah. Um... Not so much because it was a great trap, but because it's iconic. Nightmare on Elm Street with the sledgehammer. Yes. Which put, brought him into the real world, then had him burned great up in the one. basement. Yeah. It's just iconic. Um, Friday the 13th, the newest remake, where Jason's bear. sleeping bag fired and then the bear trap. Bear trap, yeah. yeah. Uh, You're Next, the front door axe. So that, good. That ended up hitting the cop instead of the bad guys. You're picking a lot of the ones I had. Um... <laughs> Kill Bill 2, the Black Mamba in the cash briefcase Perfect. was a brutal scene. Yeah. A classic one, the log smash of the Predator and Predator. And my last one, I didn't use it because I didn't remember all the characters' names, but it was, um, damn it, Sin City, the, the head bomb. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. threw the the main character threw the head bomb to uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yes, it's going to be like the Green Ma. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan. And yeah. Then, yeah. So a decapitated head turned into a bomb. You pretty picked cool a too. lot of the ones that I had as yeah. well, and the one that you didn't pick for me is I picked Home Alone, uh, making Home Sweet Home because. Uh, they trapped my ass in Disney Plus for two fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> you actually watched that? I had to. Shit. I had to. Kid, the, the the kids looked at the screen and went, oh, look at this. It's what, Home Alone 5, technically? It's it's supposed to be a reboot. Yeah, yeah but it's off. I heard, like, it's basically awful. if you watch it and purely take it in, basically the kid's the bad guy. He is. Yeah. He's the bad guy, and he's an asshole the yeah, whole time. Exactly. I, I didn't like it. It. My kids were even like, Dad, this isn't good. And I was like, okay, who yep. wants to watch football? Let's put Home Alone 2 back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, my kids love Home Alone 2. Well, no. I'll, I'll argue right now. I think you should just put my whole list. <laughs> I would say that except that I believe, <laughs> hear me out, I feel like the gunshot victim trap from Saw 1 is definitely better than at least the toilet bomb. Oh, see, I was going to let you take Resident Evil off. No, nah, dude, Resident Evil. That was like the reason. Oh, so well, we still get Danny Glover on the list then. That kicked off uh, the Resident Evil trap. Kicked off Zombie Mania. Really, that's true. That's true. So all I- right, I'll allow it. You can take Toilet Bomb off. So here's it wasn't my favorite pick. I just and I just put it where it was because you also had a Danny Glover. Yeah. So like, <laughs> oh, now I got to use that one. Here's my here's my pitch to you. Here's my four. I'm gonna say Indiana Jones, the Boulder Trap. The gunshot victim from Saw 1, I'm going to say the laser hallway from Resident Evil, and I'm going to say a midsummer drugged in a bear suit set on fire. You're f- no. Why not? You're missing speed altogether, then. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I think speed should be number one because the whole movie was a trap. I can't do I can't. There's something about... I can't imagine putting speed above Indiana Jones. Well, fine. It's number two. What? It's number two then. So it'll be Indy, Speed, Resident Evil, Bear Suit. What about Gunshot Victim? <laughs> nah, yeah, fuck the fuck the Bear Suit. It was too much of a long play. That That's why it made the trap fun, though, because it was a long play. He got high on mushroom tea and fucked and, and then got trapped in a bear suit. Turned him into a bear. Yeah. Turned him into a bear. So in, Well, let's just do it in order. He was, so number, number he one. Was funny. He was banging. He was like looking on. <laughs> Number one undisputed is Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Indiana Jones, the boulder, that's undisputed. There's there's no way that just the pop culture I, iconoclast of that is just ridiculous. And speed, number two. Stop it. Okay, what did you say was number two? The gunshot victim from Saw. Because that was, that broke Over more. Resident Evil? Yeah. Over oh. speed? Yes. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. It and was I, my favorite part it, of Saw 1. And it was the, it was, you have to admit, it was the biggest twist commercially for horror movies at that time. The end, but that wasn't the shot. I mean, the gunshot had nothing to do with the twist. I'm just saying gunshot victim. I'm like naming the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the I'm, whole, that's what I'm saying. So much akin to speed, the whole film is the trap. There's different traps, yeah. But speed, it's one trap. Do not <laughs> slow that bus down. Listen, I got Saw 1's ending. The gunshot victim trap has to be on here. It That's w- fine. It should be on here somewhere. Yeah, number two. Where's speed going then? 
We'll talk about it. So Saw One is <laughs> Saw One's going in spot Only number two. Because Danny Glover needs to be on here somewhere. He does need to be on here. I believe that he deserves a spot somewhere in our list. So this so number three, this is where I let you make your pitch for speed. I mean, it was the the bus was the trap and it took on the whole movie. Yes. Ninety minutes plus. I want you though. For life, what 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 more could be a trap, like a better trap of a movie? And it made it made a ton of money. Name two other actors other than Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. I'm pretty sure Gary Coleman was in that. Swing and a miss. <laughs> so, here, listen. I'd like to take a stab in the dark and say maybe a young. Uh... Nope. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was. <laughs> There were no drug addicts in this movie, sir. Was so, uh, <laughs> I don't know his name. I know his character. Wait, do I? Wait, you said the villain, huh? No, no, well, no, 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 no. Okay. But the guy, the guy, um, the guy that played Ernest, didn't he drive the bus? <laughs> yes. What's his? I don't know his name. What's his name? I don't know, but he drove the bus. Yeah. I give you part of it because you knew his character name. Was he was he really the bus driver? Yeah. I thought it was thinking of something else. No, no. Um, oh, now I forgot his name. It was, I actually had it. I want to say Arlie Ermy, but no, that's mm. the, that's Full Metal Jacket. No. So here's what I'll say to you. I'll, I'll pitch you an idea. You let me put Dance Floor of Death at number four, and I'll give you Speed at number three. Over Midsummer, huh? Dance Floor of Death was strong. You sure you don't want to put Dumb and Dumber at number four? No, I put that one on there for me. Okay. I want to make right. it known. I'll take it. I mean, yeah. we're, we're leaving Resident Evil in the in the lurch, and that's like one of your favorite franchises. Think about that's like right behind Scream for you. It is, but think about this though. If you really look back at some of the iconic films, if you if you were to poll someone who doesn't like really get into movies a lot, if you're like, do you know the movie Speed? Totally, everyone knows the fucking movie Speed because right. it's either a joke or you actually really like the movie. Do you know Resident Evil? And lots of people be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, is there a video game or something? So they don't, not everyone's going to know that as well. Yeah, but no, I don't think a lot of people know the collection. Because it once, one, it's even the collector wasn't a very famous horror movie, unless you're into horror movies. And then you're going into the sequel of it. I am. I know. Where but, I'm going with the first Resident Evil, and now there's been eight of them. I don't know how many of there's them There's a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. But this get, is the first one. So if you had to put the collection up against Resident Evil, you're saying Resident Evil takes out the collection? As far as popularity, yes. Yeah. You're right. And probably even what I'd rather watch. I mean, I do like the collection as a movie, but... I do, too. That original Resident Evil is so good. I concede. Yeah, thank you. I concede. Resi I'm, not talking, I'm not talking Afterlife here. I'm talking about the OG. The OG. The one that was actually tolerable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I give it to you, thank buddy. You. Yeah. Yeah, do more research next time. What do you mean? I had four completely different fucking traps yeah. than you did. And I had four awesome ones. It's real easy to get four mediocre traps. Good job. I didn't get four mediocre traps. Oh, fuck off. It's speed. It's a fucking bus. You know, I'm just trying to play nice with you right the now. The bus is the trap. You love that. I do. You lit up, <laughs> you lit up like my Christmas tree that's still in the box. Yeah. <laughs> It's right there. You can see it. It's right there. I was like, what, what the fuck's in that box, man? What's like, in the box? Christmas tree. So, Adam, we have a Mount Rushmore here of booby traps in movies. 
We're starting off with Indiana Jones, the Boulder Trap, iconic. I uh, saw one, the Gunshot Victim Trap, which is also iconic. Uh, speed, because the whole movie's a trap. Uh, of course, Keanu Reeves is the fucking man. And then Resident Evil, the Laser Hallway, which I had on my list. So I had to agree with you on that one. So the all these things, too. By the way, all the things we're mentioning are on YouTube at some point. So if you want to know what we're talking about, just go ahead and search them out and you know check them out. Also, too... Um, if you want to kind of get on the debates here, you know, just search us out at KNWTB on social media. We drop all of our listener polls on Tuesdays. So this might make uh, an appearance real quick. Yeah, and I want to make one final plead since we're talking to the listeners right now. Yep. Send in your Spotify raps because I want yeah. to pick them apart. <laughs> I do too. I really want to. For good, better, or indifferent. Yes. I want to see what, what our listeners got. Speaking of listeners, Adam, we have listener questions, comments, and what else? Cool. Quickly becoming one of my favorite segments, except yes. for that hot dog question. Let's not talk about it, though. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it. Yeah. Therapy's helping. Is that why your face turns red every time I say hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, speaking of hot dogs, would you rather overthink everything or underthink everything? This might be one of the easiest questions we've ever gotten. I would rather underthink everything. Really? Because I already overthink everything yeah. all the time. And it's tiring so what just to change a pace let me just underthink it because even if you fuck up like you didn't think of something and it didn't go as planned but you're still underthinking that like it's like oh whatever so you like you never just you just never fucking care do you want to be numb are you okay no yeah i'm fine i just like like, hot dogs fucked you up like i'll just like you know we all have friends or acquaintances that are just like full-on stoner party all the time and it's like wow it must be a really nice way to live right, <laughs> like, like no stress if stuff fucks up you can just get over it yeah. real easy like i can't do that and I'd, I'd like to yeah i could agree with that yeah my fear though in, in terms of how i would answer this question is that when i feel like i underthink things i'm leaving myself so vulnerable for other people to take advantage of the situation that it's the old adage of like i'll do it myself so i know it's done correctly and i'm with you i overthink everything which is probably why I'm on heart medication because I'm just overthinking everything and going crazy. But uh, I think I would continue to want to overthink because I want to plan, plot, have everything together, make myself a little bulletproof, and then just kind of deal with the anxiety of feeling like I'm bulletproof. Nope. Yeah. I'm done. I'm making a change. Yeah. I'm going to start underthinking shit. This, this is changing you? No, this Question? isn't going to. You're going to – this question yeah and then just swing a half full paint can at my head with like a five foot rope it might just knock me into phineas gauge the shit out of you yeah, to underthinking exactly yeah, yeah let's do it i didn't take a ged gump I, me I, buddy I went, I went to a real real high school i want you to gump me <laughs> i just want to run for the rest of my life and not give a fuck i just started running and i made I just billions of dollars running. uh Johnny gave me an STD. Can I just go on a limb here and say that Forrest Gump is one of the worst fucking movies on the planet? Oh, I love it. I, I, I can't stand it. It's a great it. comedy. I, I laugh the whole I way through. I can't. Especially when she gets AIDS. I can't, I can't stand that I movie. laugh the whole way through. <laughs> that gives you insight. So, Adam, as an adult, as we sit here right now in our mid-30s, would you allow someone to bully you? Nope. Really? No. I just cuss them the fuck out. I mean, well... It depends, though, right? Because as an adult, you have more adult-style relationships. If it 
Yeah, but then fuck that too. It's professional relationships. I could see myself like just fucking succumbing to something, biting biting the bullet, yeah. and dealing with bullshit to keep my job. That's or to, right. or to yeah. make my bonus or that's probably the only arena though. Like I'm not getting bullied at a fucking bar about shit. I'll just be like, you're wrong. I'll, I mean, I'll walk away. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to. I took enough of that shit in high school. I'm just, <laughs> this question really hit a vein with me. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I not. I'm not taking fuck out of you every week. I'll just cut you. you let I'll it just happen. cut you the fuck off. You? I spoiled no. the fuck no. out of you. No, no. Every week. No, I mean, I just got three out of four picks on that. Mount Rushmore, you stupid fuck. I, I, I just got three out of four. You let you have You stupid <laughs> fuck. I let you have it. So you I let down. you. I let you have Saul 1. I no. let you have it. I had to play nice with you, otherwise you're going to start throwing things around the, <laughs> around the fucking brew lab. I live rent-free in your head. <laughs> All the time. So I'm with you, man. You know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, I wonder if Adam's enjoying his day so far. I just kind of love you. <laughs> That's a big difference. because I own you, bitch. <laughs> Our friendship has a new dynamic. <laughs> don't, let, don't get twisted. It's because you love me. You think of me, too. When you wake up, you're like, mm, I wonder if Matt's having a good day, too. And, then, and I message you. Like, Here's the thing, though. You message me first in the mornings every day. What's up, dude? Every fucking morning. So don't get... Let's be honest. What? I tell you to bend over and you say how far. No, 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 no. Every time I wake up, it like I wake up at 5.45 in the morning. Like I always sweet, do for sweet work. Sweet, tartan ass. Yeah. Bend it over. I wake up at 5.45 and there's already, there's already a nice text message from you because you've been up since 4 because you think too much. <laughs> and you send me a message and it says, hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> No, your text messages are actually usually yours are usually first because I'll send you something at like ten thirty and you've already been asleep for two hours. Yeah, so you're responding to my mm -hmm. text from the night before. The hard part is I'm a responsible adult and I go sleep at a reasonable time. Yes, so but, I sleep five hours a night. It's not healthy. yeah, and you wake up before I do and you say, hey, "What's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> Hope everything's great." Yeah, I wish I lived with you so I could pack you a lunch. <laughs> Have a good day. I hope the weather's good. <laughs> And I respond. I like, hope all your clients are enjoyable and agreeable to yeah. your decisions today. And then I respond to you like, make sure you tie your shoes. Yeah. Make sure you pull your pants up. I'm not wearing either. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness. Don't I, cuss out your boss today. <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't use the C word. But no, I, I wouldn't let someone bully me either. I th yeah. But like the, I think it's, it's, it's there's a line you draw there for professionalism because I think at some point you have to let the powers that be above you kind of have their chest thumping. Well, and it's it's also just being um, subordinate, which is kind of the boss employee yeah. relationship. Is there you a know? line you draw for that though? Too like, do you only let it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, especially with my current boss, which mm. I'm not going to get into specifics because <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> I, like, I like my job, and she probably likes hers. Yeah. Um, no, there's definitely lines where I'm like, okay, we can't say that. Or, you know, yeah. can't do that. Um, but that's just, that's more of a generational thing. I um, think it is too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but there's just no reason. I, I think if you're a, a bully as an adult, you just come off as kind of a, kind of a dullard. Like, it's just, yeah. you're just dumb. Like that, it's just, That's your defense mechanism. Yeah, you're still wearing, you're probably still wearing affliction shirts and yeah. ripped jeans and. Watching UFC thinking that you know jiu-jitsu. Right, that kind right, of thing. Right, yeah, right. no, I, I agree with that. That becomes your, that becomes your personality. It, yeah, it literally becomes your identity. Yeah. You peaked in high school. Which is you, awful. You, you peaked. You peaked. You peaked on the football team. 
<laughs> and the, in high school. And the football team didn't even win the fucking division. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. You didn't even get a college scholarship. You guys went four and six. <laughs> so, Adam, last question here, and this is really more for you. It's my opinion, but as you as a skilled brewer, do candy canes belong in beers? So... It should be a yes/no question, which immediately I say no. Get them the fuck yeah. away from beer. But I thought about it, and if you really break it down, maybe not candy canes, but candy canes are basically just peppermint. Yeah. If you put, I do like, a, especially winter months, mm-hmm. a peppermint and a good chocolatey porter or stout. Yeah. Like York peppermint, patty it up a little bit. Difference. Like, it's different though. I'm talking. Listen. The so pe- you're just saying pure the peppermint from a candy cane. It's sweeter. It's yeah. sugarier, but it would depends when you add it in. You could ferment it out. That's true. So I guess if it's purely as sweet as a candy cane and as minty as a candy cane, no, get it the fuck away yeah. from my beer. <laughs> but I do like minty beers. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, darn it, I wish I had a better local example. Yeah. But uh, Southern Tier does the thick mint every year, which is good. Which is a thin mint yeah. Girl Scout cookie ripoff of a mm-hmm. beer, and it's. Awesome. It's really one good. Of my man. favorites. And I know there's a couple in Pittsburgh that I just can't think of right now that do chocolate mint beer. And yeah. I like those as well. But it has to, mint by itself, I think I've had in like a couple Saisons where it works. In a Saison, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it works because yeah. it just like kind of accentuates all the spices around. And the Saisons are a little thinner. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I like it paired with like chocolate and something yeah. thick. I think with chocolate, yeah, it definitely works. But out. yeah, pure candy cane. If you're saying I need yeah. to keep that sugariness, yeah, nah, get the fuck out of there. My thing is, I went. I forget where it was. I remember going to a local bar, not a brewery, but a bar, and they were pouring uh, like a stout, just call it whatever stout you want to call it, and they were rimming the glass. I didn't know it. The glass with candy canes, and then from that point forward, I realized I fucking hate candy canes in general i hate candy canes. yeah i do too but also stay away from a beer i'll shove a little one in my mouth like i don't like the full size it's just too much they have those little mini ones i can just pop the whole thing in you know ones i like the ones that don't taste like fucking peppermint they make chocolate ones that are really good Which i think really hershey's good. made them yeah really no dude uh sprees actually makes uh candy right. cane. so next what they're good okay they're, they're sweet they're not like sweet like the peppermint. They're sweet like, sweet like tart. Like sprees, yeah. Yeah, sweet yeah. like sprees. So they like finish chalky and give you cavities. They don't finish chalky and give you cavities. They finish like a fucking candy cane. Is there a sweepstakes on the box that gets you a free trailer? Yes. Free yes. tickets to a NASCAR event. And I have been applying for years. And my time is due, Adam, and you keep mocking it. Wait till I'm in that I'm in the enforcer's <laughs> car. I'll be in the enforcer's car, Jeff Gordon, and he and I are gonna go around the truck. <laughs> The enforcer was not Jeff Gordon. It is Jeff Gordon. No. Oh, I'm thinking of the Intimidator. Sorry. No. You might be right. No. I'm telling you. Okay. The face of NASCAR is Jeff Gordon. Do, do, do Sprees have something like Marlboro points? I feel like it would. Where you like can collect enough wrappers if and, they do, and you can get like a, a cool jacket. If they do, I've been jipping my fucking self. I bet, I, you, I bet you they do. I, I believe in you. Go, go get, yeah? that, get that jacket. Thank you. You deserve it. It's time. It's time. It's time we reclaim Sprees where they belong in the Mount Rushmore of candies. In the jackets of residents. Could of you imagine candy? a shitty fucking jacket with Sprees across the back of it, by the way? It would have to be lime green, right? <laughs> yes! Yeah. 
it's it's lime green all over, but it has black lettering, so you can see it from a mile away. Black, well, black outline yellow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It looks like a Sprite label. Where it hurts your shit, eyes. Yo. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is he wearing? Jesus. So, Adam. It's Matt and his shitty Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> hey, man. We all have dreams. Mine are just Technicolor. Speaking of dreams, Adam. Our listeners have dreams. Dreams of your beers. So, what's on tap and where can you find us? So, it's full on stout season. Stout season! We have the Shadface Pumpkin Roll Stout coming in at 8%. 8.1, actually. Uh, we have the Every Time I Chai, Chai Tea Stout at 7.5%. The Dark Roots Stout at 6%, which you can also find at the Dark Roots Barbershop up in Allentown. Make your appointments with Ricky. Get yourself some beer. And then new coming early next week is a gingerbread stout at 7.5%. Then we have our Christmas Gruit, which is a cranberry lingonberry honey ale. Uh, It should come in around 7%. Uh, That'll be ready for Christmas. And then today we just brewed our New Year's beer, which is a Brute IPA uh, that we fashion after a Bellini. So we had a little peach in there, kind of make a champagne cocktail out of it. uh, That'll be available New Year's Eve right here in the Jojitorium Emily. Not bottling that up until after New Year's. So if you want to find out when these beers hit the streets, all you got to do is follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media and also follow him on Untapped at Bash Brewing. If you want to know what's going on with the boys down here in the Jojitorium, just follow us at DecayingWTB on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And from where we are here in our booby trap less podcast studio. I didn't set anything up today. To where you are listening to this. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.